0: Grainmaker. Hey! Hey! Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a prairie proud wrestling podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. This is attempt number ten to record this introduction. I had it fully done, hated how much I rambled. Did another one spend a minute rambling about rambling this we're going full tilt into this so um hope you're doing good this past week i was lucky enough to dip down to fargo to go check out the time bomb pro violence is forever show um you know what from top to bottom this was just an absolutely fantastic card i don't want to spoil results for you sure you could go online and you know read up on them uh The event's going to be uploaded to IWTV. If you can, hold off and watch it. It was great. There was, you know, I would go as far as saying there's a potential match of the year candidate on here with Speedball Mike Bailey versus Kevin Koo. What a fucking fantastic match! Incredible. Easily one of the best ones that I have ever seen live. There was a great tag team match between Badger Briggs with Connor Hopkins versus Damon Spriggle and Shane Black. There was a four corners, of death match, and a steel cage match in the main event, Dominic Greeney versus Brian Keith, which was incredible. So, oh, you know what? There was also Jordan versus Tom Lawler. Tom Lawler was making his Fargo debut, we'll say, with Time Bomb Pro. I can't see Tom have wrestling there before, so we're going to say North Dakota debut. And um, Tom Lawler is incredible. He had his, you know, that match with John Moxley with Defy earlier this year. Possible match of the year, right there. Go to your weight. Check it out. Um, Jordan, incredible showing against Tom. What a war these two had. The uh, action spilled out onto the floor. Your boy Blair sitting in front row, and uh, all of us moved because you knew they were yelling. They were coming into the chairs. So, um, Tom had was glancing at the chairs and yells out shout out to Blair Pacheco for letting me use his chair so basically me and Tom Lawler are pretty much best friends so you know Tom we'll hang out next time you're around uh the uh, North Dakota Manitoba area we'll we'll chill and bro down so we'll talk about how great Okada is so uh violence is forever was an incredible show as soon as it hits IWTV, go out of your way and check it out. You will not be disappointed, I guarantee it. They announced their next show, December 22nd, with the uh the legendary Sabu making appearance there. I doubt I will be there, never say never, but uh it's near the holidays and I'm taking the next week off, so it'll be tough to take those other days off. You know what? I'm holding hope that in 2023. Time Bomb Pro announces Little Guido make an appearance and I will buy a ticket opening day. I I can't wait. It's the FBI. You can't go wrong. So that was Thursday with Time Bomb Pro. Saturday, I made my way out to Selkirk uh, recording equipment in hand and I was backstage at Rob Stardom's uh, smackdowning hunger or body slamming hunger, that, that sort of thing. All the proceeds was being donated to the Selkirk Food Bank. Which is a fantastic thing to do. So huge props to uh, Rob and everyone involved with the show. There was that, and it was also the Lasombra retirement match. Lasombra had been a mainstay in the Winnipeg wrestling scene for many years, and he was uh, he was hanging uh, hanging it up, hanging them up, and uh, retiring on his on his own, being able to you know have that final moment. So I got to go backstage, chatted with uh, a few people. There was uh, Bryce Bentley, one half of Red Hot Summer. I got to chat with Josh Cheeks Holiday, and I got to talk to Lasombra just about what uh, his career and what the day meant to him. So we talk about that. So we're going to jump right into uh, those three incredible guests right here on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. So we are here today out in Selkirk for a very special occasion. It is twofold. It is the Lasombra retirement match, and also. Um, wrestling for a great cause, donating uh, profits to the Selkirk Food Bank, which is definitely very important, especially with the holidays coming up. Right now, I am joined by the one and only former guest of the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, Bryce Bentley. Bryce, how's it going?
1: Hey, I'm doing good, Blair. Thanks for having me back on.
0: You know, it is my pleasure. It's always, uh, always great to chat with you. Uh, since we last talked, uh, I want to bring this up because I know you've been busy, but I uh, one of your relatives reached out to me and sent along a picture of a young Bryce Bentley, <laughs> front row at a CWE show, all over daddy ass there. Billy
1: yeah. <laughs> we even got a nice big poster up for him too. <laughs> no, that was one of your first shows, right? That was actually my first ever wrestling show I had ever actually been to. Wow. It was it was wild, it was surreal, and it was CWE. They were coming out into Dolphin. Mm-hmm and i remember just a bunch of my friends all talking about it. we were so excited for the show to come in especially cuz you know daddy ass himself was coming yeah. it was uh it was wild and same with like jimmy jacobs as well he was there too mm-hmm. and for some reason we my dad bought the wrestling society x like box set dvd yes. so we knew who jimmy jacobs was cuz all my friends and i would get together and like watch it right mm-hmm. we, so we were all pumped to see jimmy jacobs there as well so jimmy jacobs was in the opening match and all my friends and I were like, we watched a lot of ECW, so we knew some vulgar chants. Yeah, and we, knew, <laughs> so we're chanting, "Fuck him up, Jimmy! Fuck him up!" And we're clapping along yeah. with that, right? And we, you know, we're we're pretty loud. There's about seven of us just yelling this, right? And Jimmy just cuts us off quickly and says, "Hey, this is a family show."
0: <laughs> Jimmy Jacobs was having none of that.
1: No, he wasn't. <laughs> we were all just, we were there having a great time though. But yeah, he was not. He was not a big fan of us swearing. <laughs>
0: it, it, it's funny when you're a kid and you're, like, getting into stuff like that and you just think you're, like, yeah, I'm going to start chanting this and, like, ACW exactly. yeah. living your best life.
1: Yeah, we, we realized quickly that it was a family show and there were a lot of kids there. But, I mean, we what,
0: 13, 14 at the time? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of us, when we were that age, that's what we were kind of doing, getting into, into like, yeah. you know, like. That kind of outlook into wrestling. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've been you've been pretty busy yeah, since we last been. talked. You yes. know, like uh, C W E. You guys are the tag champs there, correct? Yeah, we are. Yeah, two so time. That that's new. I mean, you you guys have been ripping it up with W P W. Yeah, putting on some. Yeah, bangers, thank you, thank you. you know? What's that been like for you?
1: Um, those W P W shows have been so much fun. They're surreal. The crowd, the energy, mm-hmm. and the sweatiness. Uh, you know, Sam and I just walking out. You know, up the stairs. We're already. Sweating, yeah, through our teeth. Like it's insane the amount of sweat him and I put on together. <laughs> but yeah, with CWE as well, we've got just a lot of shows going on with there. Mm-hmm. And you know, being the tag team champions, it's great that we're you know we're out defending those belts. Mm-hmm. And we're really you know, certain build up the amount of like competitors that we've uh, wrestled up against yeah it's been great
2: yeah
0: so uh, recently i mean who have you been out there with because you guys i know cw does their tours where they'll hit you know four or five cities in a row and i think that's great especially for independent wrestling hitting those smaller towns so have you been able to be a part of some of those i
1: have yeah so i ended up doing regina back in july uh we we were up in dauphin as well in august that Mm -hmm. was you know that was really fun because, you know, it was my first time wrestling in my hometown, being there in front of, you know, my friends and family, you know, the mm-hmm. ones that haven't been able to come see me wrestle yeah. in Winnipeg or anywhere else. And it was, it was surreal. It was such a fun time because you know, just being there and, and actually winning back the tag team champions mm-hmm. back that night in Dauphin in my hometown. Like it was, uh, it was a surreal experience and it was just so much fun.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, it's got to like, it just holds such a special place in your heart, you know, Absolutely, like no matter... Yeah. What level of wrestling to be able to go to your hometown and perform in front of friends, family? Because yeah. we talked, that was you were there watching them before. so yeah, that, yeah. it comes full circle.
1: I think one of my best friends had a tear in his eye. It may have been, <laughs> it may have been the amount of alcoholic beverages he had prior to, but he had a tear in his eye
0: seeing us win those titles again. <laughs> there you go. Now today, I mean, recording here out at the uh, the Selkirk Friendship Center out in Selkirk, obviously you know, yeah. good old Selkirk. Um, now. We mentioned that all of the, or I don't know if all the profits. I don't know how it's working, but the big thing is donating to the Selkirk Food Bank. Absolutely. Now, being a wrestler, you right like right away you have a connection with the fans, you know, because they're here to see you. These larger than life characters. Now, when it comes to something like this, you're able to almost give back in another way by doing Mm -hmm. this. What does something like this mean to you?
1: It means the world. You know, always being able to give back. You know, to the community and just being there and being able to help support them. Uh, I, I just you know these shows are really special to me just because I know I'm helping trying to make a difference for these people mm-hmm. for people right people that need you know might need some help especially with you know what's going on you know life life can be crazy right and you Definitely. know if there's if there's something that I can do you know take some time out of my day to be able to go out and help that's it's a great feeling to have mm-hmm. and I and I know it's appreciated I know a lot of people really. Uh, really do appreciate us coming and doing these things. And I, I really have to thank Rob, like Rob Stardom, for putting on this uh, event. Like a, a big thank you to him. And uh, I really do appreciate what he's doing for the community. And it's mm-hmm. uh, it's great.
0: I think one of the things people might not understand when it comes to food banks and things like that is chances are that you know some, someone who has to use these services. Absolutely. And yeah. it's not something that might be advertised, but mm-hmm. it, it goes a long way in helping out those who... Needed in a time of uh, dire, is that the correct word? Dire, or you know, no. you know,
2: it's
1: d- like financial difficulties may yeah. be going on and are rising, and especially in this in this world we're in right now, you know, where you know groceries just aren't the same prices that they uh-huh. used to be, and people are having to really, you know, pinch down on things. It's great that we're able to put on this event. And make a huge difference for someone's life, you know, that they can, you know, they can feed their children, they can feed themselves, you mm-hmm. know, it's a, uh, it's great that we're able to do this and really make a huge difference, especially in the communities, right? Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, it, this isn't like we're in, in major cities where, you know, there's, there's so much people out there donating everything. We're in yeah. a s- we're smaller community mm-hmm. and, you know, it's every little bit helps. And that's why when we're putting on these events, we're coming at from, people are coming from out of town to be a part of this event to help, you know, uh, bring as much food as possible. It's great.
0: And I mean, this is one of the things where like, it's all, you guys are donating your time for this, you know? So it's like, that goes a long, long way to Mm -hmm. know that just how much you guys care to be able to help out with something
1: like this. I agree. Yeah.
0: So besides this, what else do you have like on the horizon? Like what do we, what can we look forward to with Bryce Bentley?
1: So Bryce Bentley is got quite a few shows coming up, especially in the later, uh, The later days of october here Mm -hmm. we've got uh, cwe at rookie sports bar on october 28th we have
0: that one was the match was just announced just announced yes just announced and we
1: we are we are defending the tag team titles up against uh kevin o'doyle and kevin cannon okay yeah and we'd spin the wheel make the deal so we don't know what we're gonna get into we could be going through some tables we (laughs) could be we could even be doing a 30-minute iron man match
0: That's what I'm hoping for, and (laughs) I want to, I I am just, I I need to make note right now that Kevin O'Doyle has the best Instagram out there of all wrestlers, because the trash talk he has on there is phenomenal. <laughs> it suits him perfectly, so I just had to mention that.
1: I do get to enjoy it, especially you know when when it's not about me, right? Yes, That's, you know when it's about me, I'm gonna a little upset, a little agitated. <laughs> but I'm happy when
0: it's not about me. <laughs> sorry, I, this isn't about Kevin O'Dohle right now. Yeah. It's about you, but I had to mention it. And Bobby Shink's walking behind us, making faces. Yeah, so <laughs> you, you can see. It. Um, okay, sorry to interrupt. What sorry, else, Big Bob. <laughs> what else is coming up for you? So
1: then we got on the 29th. We've all also have Primos uh, okay. wrestling as well as October 30th for Primos wrestling. So we've got three days, nice. back to back to back, and it's they are all going to be really fun shows. They're going to be really exciting. They are uh, the primo shows are at the Deer Lodge Community Center, okay. and those will be some great shows, especially on a weekend. Uh, and then uh, that's no, Halloween weekend.
0: Halloween weekend, yeah. Uh, are we going to see you decked out in costume gear, or no? Uh, there might be a surprise oh, coming. Shit. I'm just saying, maybe
1: maybe a little teaser coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe come down, or not maybe, definitely come down if you want to mm-hmm. see uh, Bryce Bentley maybe looking a little bit more extra cr- creative during the uh, uh, the. Halloween weekend
0: (laughs) and I think there's a couple names announced for those shows too if I'm not mistaken there are yes um I think Nick Aldis for one Lance Archer Lance Archer Bollywood Bollywood Boys Boys. so I mean you're you're getting people coming out of town too so I mean definitely maybe we'll see I don't I don't know the card I'm not privy to it maybe we'll see Red Hot Summer against the Bollywood Boys who knows
1: that would be a that'd be a wild match that I know both Sammy and I would be very very much looking forward to. So let's will <laughs> that into existence,
0: you know, like so the the premost matchmakers can uh, do something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's what we got coming up for October. We've mm-hmm. got some stuff also coming up. The Rumble to Remember it, is in November as well. Okay. So that'll be a lot of fun. CW one of CW's biggest events right coming mm-hmm. in, um, and then December ninth we are back at the West End Cultural Center for WPW,
0: and. uh that show sold out, too. Like, I think it sold, sold. out the weekend it was announced. I, yeah, I
1: think it sold out within two two or three days. Uh, so
0: we're in for a very, very
1: fun night on December 9th. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
0: if you have yet to go to a WPW show, I mean, first off, you're missing out. Um and this time you you might be unlucky, but watch for when the tickets are announced and make sure you grab one. It is an incredible atmosphere, a great vibe, and there is some incredible wrestling going
1: on there. Yes, I agree. Yeah, it's definitely got some, some amazing wrestling going on. And all promotions all have amazing mm-hmm. wrestling going yes. on. Like they're every everywhere, you know. There's there's always something great going on in, in every single promotion that is in Winnipeg mm-hmm. right now. And just if you're if you're not at any of them, you're you're really missing out right
0: now. <laughs> grab those tickets, go support some independent wrestling, and like have fun because that's what it's all about. If you're not liking what one place is doing, chances are you'll like what one of the others is. So yeah, just 100%. just go to a show, grab some buddies, and go have some fun. Yeah, I agree. Um. That's awesome. I mean, this was – I'm very thankful you took some time to to join us. You know, this was (laughs) very fun. Um, Yeah, so, I mean – where can people find you online if they're not already following you? I mean, we got to plug So I
1: remember last time you said I didn't have a Twitter. Did you get one Well, yeah. surprisingly, I do got a Twitter yeah. now. It is at Bentley 204 Instagram is also at Bentley 204 I, I was going to start
0: the get a Bentley hashtag going. Yeah. Like, whenever I had to tag you in something. Well, I
1: knew we would be talking today, and I was like, okay, I need to get this
0: Twitter going. I haven't used Twitter in years,
1: so there is a Bryce Bentley Twitter coming. And go follow me.
0: You're like I I, I have it. I'm not going to use it, but it's there. It's
1: there. Like I'll I'll yeah. I might retweet something related to wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're at a show, make sure
0: you grab a Red Hot Summer T-shirt.
1: Absolutely. We have some very nice Red Hot Summer
0: shirts. Perfect, Bryce. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today. Have a great show tonight. Awesome. Thank you, Blair. Now one of the reasons we are here today, besides it being to donate towards the Selkirk Food Bank. It is also my guest right now. It's your retirement match. La Sombra, this partially is about you today.
3: Yes, and I, and I really appreciate um, um, the show being hosted not only for the community, but also you know making a special about uh, me calling it a career uh, mm-hmm. after all these years.
0: Now, my getting into wrestling uh, in the local scene, I was unfortunate that I, I missed a big chunk of your career wrestling. But for those who might not be familiar, myself included, now let's talk about you just getting into it from the beginning.
3: Uh Yeah, I mean, um, I came to Canada in 1996. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up watching wrestling in El Salvador at a very young age. And uh, to condense it for you, pretty much whatever made me fall in love with it was the, uh, the stance of The Undertaker. And I feel like at those times during the war, when none of the kids had anything to aspire or look forward to,
2: mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat> my family used to allow the kids to come into the house and watch wrestling. Okay. And I noticed that the moment that The Undertaker would be in the ring was a moment where people kind of lost themselves into a moment of tranquility where nothing else mattered except for the entertainment that they were watching, mm-hmm. which is something that led me to want to fall into the wrestling. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's how you first got into it. Right. Now, when you moved here, what was it like that kind of spurred you towards getting into it? Like, uh, was there just you moved here and then you thought, I want to become a wrestler, or was there a certain moment after getting here,
3: right? Like I, I always inspired it. I, yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect when I came to Canada. I mean, I, I'd never seen snow before. Yeah, <laughs> uh, nor have I ever skated. And I ended up playing hockey for three years. But uh, um, I always aspired to become a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And when I saw wrestling on TV, I figured that in this country, the line of opportunity, everything was possible. Mm-hmm. I took uh, Olympic wrestling at the U of N with Corey Coles. Okay. Uh, in 1999. Uh, and then I met Tony Condello in 2001, mm-hmm. uh, by chance, I fell asleep on the bus and I woke up at uh, NHB wrestling school where the old horseshoe cabaret used to be downtown. Okay. Uh, I met Tony Condello that day and, uh, he took me in and him and, uh, Don Callis mm-hmm. and that's how I started training.
0: Okay. Um, when, how long after you started training before your first match?
3: Uh, eight months eight months uh, do you remember who it was with uh yes i had a run-in to go into a match with uh oz which um uh, atm now mm-hmm. uh it was um september 21st 2000 at the manitoba francophone
0: okay um do you, does anything really stand out to you about that match
3: uh yeah, uh I met Chris Jericho that night in the back. <laughs> and I think a lot of people, if you remember, uh if you remember those days, uh, there's a huge follow-up story about that night. <laughs> but uh, uh other than that, uh I remember probably the most peaceful moment that I've ever felt in my life, like where something mm-hmm. so surreal came true. Were something that you know you only aspire as a child in a third world country. Um, it, it it was there. It, mm-hmm. it was in my hands, and and, and I've treasured it ever since. And I'm pretty sure that every other time that I've walked through that curtain, it's actually been that same feeling. You know, kind of just lose yourself, and that moment just stuck around forever.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you've had quite the career in on the Canadian wrestling scene. I mean, you were you've been able to do some traveling here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, was there any? Moments or matches throughout that really stood out to you?
3: Uh, there's a lot of them that were really good in the Northern Tours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did nine of them. Okay. Um, I feel like Tony would tell you that the most had done was 11, and I was never going for the record or anything. Mm-hmm. I just kept doing it because, you know, a lot, I know that a lot of guys used the word hell in the Northern Tour. Mm-hmm. To me, it was always paradise. Yeah. Um, any of those would probably be... Um, there was a specific night where uh, I had my face sat on and I'm telling you that I, I think it was uh, Chris Knights that sat on my face, uh, while doing the, my summer bone, the, the summer on the coat red. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the feeling of being so, uh, like out of it where you couldn't keep going, but the crowd was just so pumped was a f- like it, it just something that made me dig into a special place where I knew that the show had to go on. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like something like that always gives you, um, um, That extra push Mm -hmm. to want to push yourself for not just for the show, but for the kids in the crowd and the people that are just loving it. Right. I mean, you got to make it to the end.
0: Yeah. And from everything that people have talked about, those northern tours, like it's something special for them being able to give back to those communities that they don't always get things like that. So to be able to go up there, put on a show and you're impacting their lives, you know, in a very positive way. Right,
3: yeah. And and I mean, and, and, and uh, then to have one of those moments just kind of like and, and quit for them, mm-hmm. uh, it would just also, I mean, a lot of guys would say, oh, it's just a Northern tour. Well, if it's just a Northern tour to you, you should probably be contacting Tony and tell him you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. It should never be just. Any show should not be just. No. Every, every show should mean something to you. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't mean anything to you, you're not here for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and if you ask me, other than that, you know, I think when I was in Vancouver and I worked for ECCW, mm-hmm. I had a couple of matches with Scotty Mack at, uh, at the VAX that were pretty special. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, one of the biggest crowds that I worked for. But uh, um, they accidentally scheduled me for a hardcore match with Scotty Mack, and he did not expect for me to get in there and work the way that I did. And the risk, resp- again, it just, I guess for me, it always just goes back to the response of the crowd. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, their reaction, their belief, um, their tranquility of being at peace. Mm -hmm. Like, they really... I I feel like when you're watching a wrestling match, it's kind of like when you're watching a movie or anything, like, you're not even there. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: You know what I mean? Like, you're giving them that moment of peace, and that's just, just something that I just just catches me that's been it for me
0: Mm -hmm. now we mentioned today your retirement match everyone coming together for something like this what does that mean to you to have this opportunity
3: well i don't think that a lot of guys get the um the opportunity to have a show not saying that this one revolves completely around me but i don't feel like that. feel a lot of guys come in and out Mm -hmm. and they, they they just get faced out to a point where you may not remember them. Mm -hmm. And I'm just extremely thankful that not only the guys in the back that have remembered me, there's guys here tonight that I haven't seen in a long time that may not even be working that have just come to say hi and shake my hand again. And I really, really appreciate that. I think overall I like to think of it as uh, maybe I'm being thanked back Mm -hmm. for all the thank you that I've ever done. For sure. For all the thank you that I've always thanked the crowd and – you know, for all the effort and and everything that I've put my body through, and uh, you know, all the positive decisions and the negative decisions, I feel like this is a thank you back to me, and that that just that means a lot.
0: Well, I, I'm glad that I was able to be here to help, be a part of this, and. I appreciate you taking time to uh, join me today to uh, just t- to share some words and talk a little bit about it. So thank Great. you very much for joining me.
3: And thank you very much. And, you know, like had this been a few years back, we could have, got done, we could have done this all
0: the time. <laughs> sombra, thank you so
3: much. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks.
0: Now I would be lying if I said I wasn't looking forward to this opportunity because I have wanted to be able to talk to you on this podcast for a while. Joining me today, Josh Cheeks Holiday. Josh, how are you doing? Hello,
4: I am doing just fine.
0: Um, we are sitting here backstage at uh, the Rob Stardom show that they're donating the money the or mo- donating money and proceeds to the local food bank. You know, it's for a good cause. You've been very busy the past little bit.
4: Oh, yeah, I've been very busy. There's not been a lot of uh, days off for me lately.
0: I was uh, pretty sick
4: with a lung infection last month, and as soon as I got better from that, it's been nonstop training, wrestling, work, all of that.
0: Now, that lung infection you talked about, I mean, you had just mentioned it to me before we, we stepped on air together. That was right around the time you stepped into the ring with Josh Alexander, correct?
4: Yes, actually, I'll tell you the whole story here. Sure. It was the night before the WPW show. I'm getting ready to go to the gym, and I'm feeling pretty sick. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wasn't supposed to wrestle on the show, so I was thinking, okay, maybe I won't go down because I'm feeling pretty bad. Yeah. But then I got a text saying, hey, we need somebody to fill in. <laughs> and immediately I started pacing around my house for like an hour because just the excitement, the nerves, and everything – it was a bi- huge opportunity and mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was ready for it or not Especially not knowing how sick I was Because After I wrestled Josh Alexander I did a six man tag at Minifest In front of the legislative building Yeah, I was really I was in even worse shape for that match Than I was the night before So the next day I went to the doctors And he gave me some antibiotics And said oh yeah you've got some type of Lung infection, bronchitis or pneumonia Or something Oh shit yeah after my match with josh i went outside and sat down trying to catch my breath and it took 20 minutes of just hard painful breathing and i thought i was just out of shape but no i'm just i was really sick so (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah
0: the fact that you were able to step in there wrestle someone the like we all know the caliber josh alexander is you know that you were able to go in there hang with him while battling a lung infection, that is, that's is—that's a testament to your, your fortitude, your strength, and, I mean, your general sheer will. That's incredible.
4: Mm-hmm. He told me, like, right after the match, he uh, picked me up, shook my hand, and uh, said, you got a lot of heart, kid. Good job. Which meant everything to me. Like, even as a kid playing hockey, I'll tell this story, too, because sure. it's embarrassing but funny. My first ever hockey tryout... I'm skating and my hockey pants fall all the way down to my ankles <laughs> and I was right back there the next day for the next hockey tryouts and one of the some random guy I don't know who he was said oh look at this kid with his big heart coming down mm-hmm. and still being there even though he gets embarrassed like that.
0: That that goes a long way to showing just the kind of person you are and I think that's a very admirable thing especially nowadays where it's so easy just to give up or to to not follow through with things so that's really incredible.
4: Yeah I uh. I'm really young, like I'm only 20, so I was born into the John Cena era and mm-hmm. his never give up. He told me n- never give up and that stuck with me. So
0: <laughs> Never mind the uh vitamins, prayers and training. You <laughs> yeah. were you were a student of the never give up. Yeah. Um talk about training. I know that you have been going hard at Iron Age Fitness with Tyler mm-hmm. Colton there. Yes. Uh what's that been like being able to uh, not only train there but I mean you're you're there learning from someone like Tyler and his physical acumen i mean he does the tough men ma- or strongman contests and stuff mm. like that so that's a uh, another sort of thing just to add to your repertoire
4: oh yeah his training is amazing man like before i started training there i was in pretty bad shape mentally physically and all that and as soon as i got there everything just started started to roll started to get mm-hmm. better he's so smart when it comes to getting stronger lifting heavy and even wrestling he's so smart too mm-hmm. so just go in there being able to learn All of that from him has been such a help and been so nice.
0: For sure. No, that's really a a good basis almost just to be able to keep building off of that. I mean, physically wise, mentally and all of that. I mean, the gym is one of those things that you can go to and it's uh, almost a place of, you know, it's your time there where you can put in the work and you're like, you have that to yourself. So. It's a uh, a big uh, a big thing, and I think that's really mm. something great. The,
4: the only downside is I have to work out with Bryce Bentley, and that that's <laughs> just sucks. He's awful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Always cleaning up after he's leaving the weight. Yeah, everywhere. he leaves
4: everything around. Skips out early, like
0: oh. Damn it, Bentley. Um, <laughs> they're just jokes. Just j- jokes. <laughs> only jokes. Bentley's only a great jokes. guy. He
4: uh, knows they're true, but they're just jokes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now um, today we're here, the the show to uh, help the Selkirk Food Bank being involved in wrestling I mean you are out there you're you're developing these relationships with the fans you know like they see you wrestling you know you're impacting their lives by performing in front of them when you're able to do something like this where you're giving back to the community what does that mean to you
4: oh it's great man like we wouldn't have shows without the fans and the reception I get from fans especially just because I got a funny nickname has been so amazing like I don't feel like I've done enough to deserve the way they react to me and treat me so it's really humbling, and it's really nice for this opportunity to give back.
0: Now, uh, we're going to wrap this up because I know that Josh has to go get ready for his, uh, his big match tonight. Now, for those—Bobby Schink is ba- in the background again. He's interrupting everyone we're doing today. Bobby
4: Schink wishes he had cheeks like mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, for those who might not be—you know what? What do you have coming up first? Let's do that.
4: What do I have coming up? Yeah. Um, 28th, there's Rookie Sports Bar for CWE. Mm-hmm. Spin the wheel, make the deal. It's very very fun show. You're
0: you're facing off with Easy Rider. I am yes, Winnipeg wrestling legend Easy Mm -hmm. Rider.
4: It is a little nerve-wracking. He's been around a long time and he's really good. So hopefully I can. I'm thinking I can squeak out a win Mm -hmm. if I'm quick enough.
0: (laughs) Uh, You got that the 28th. Anything else after
4: that? 29th and 30th. Primo's wrestling. Okay, I will be there. Early November, I'm heading out to Alberta with AJ.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Where are you wrestling out there? With
4: I believe Can-Am. Can-Am, okay. Yeah.
0: So if you're out west listening to this, make sure that you're uh, you're watch- following the Can-Am socials to see when you will be able to see Josh Cheeks holiday wrestling there. Um, and also, I mean, for those people, those fans who might not be following you, where can they find you on social media? Social media?
4: Instagram is my main thing. Yeah. I use that all the time. It's just... Josh Cheeks holiday. What big one word. <laughs> no underscores, no periods, no nothing. Uh Twitter, I'm at Josh underscore cheeks. And those are about the only two things I use.
0: Perfect. Josh, thank you so much for doing thank this. Thank you. Appreciate man. It. I really had fun. This was great. <laughs> thank you so much to Bryce Bentley. La Sombra, and Josh Cheeks Holiday for uh, taking time before the show to uh, sit and chat with me just about wrestling and what they've been up to. So I I really appreciate that. And it it was a little something different this week. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll have more of that in the future. I I definitely enjoyed being able to do something like this. So it was a lot of fun and a, a great experience. So thank you to them. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GrainMakerPod, up on Instagram, GrainMaker Wrestling Podcasts, same as Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Email is GrainMakerPodcast at gmail.com, and up on all podcast streaming platforms. Uh, I also have t-shirts available, 25 bucks a piece. Uh, If you're in Winnipeg or in Canada, hit me up. If you're in Winnipeg, I'll hand deliver it to you. If you're in Canada, I can ship it out to you. It's a very reasonable price. If you are in the States listening and you want a shirt, go to whatamaneuver.net, search Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, and you can grab a shirt off there. Shipping works out to much cheaper than if I were to send it to you. I would suggest that for Canadian residents, but shipping and exchange, it adds up, and it's uh, easier just to get it from me. So I think that covers all the socials, T-shirts, all that stuff. So Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.